0: So uh, tonight, we want to continue in our study uh, talking about fathered by God, God's uh, parental care for us, amen, if you would. And what does it mean to be fathered by God? So the question I have is, what have we learned so far, amen? Anybody care to share so far? As to what you've learned thus far in this series, amen. What, is, what does it mean to be fathered by God? What, what does it mean? Anybody here tonight would care to share about what, what is it that you think you've learned? What is it that, that you may have applied to your own life so far as it pertains to being fathered by God? Amen. And um, if you ha- everybody should have a handout. Um, Amen. Everybody should have a handout. We have handouts. And um, we, we've been talking about, uh, we said that only Jesus has the, perfect, has the perfect father. That's what we said. So tell me what does it mean, what have you learned so far? Tell me what you learned. Yeah, this is a quiz today. Yeah, amen. This is a quiz. Tell me what you've learned so far. Don't everybody run to answer so quickly? Hold it, hold it, hold the qu—hold the answers. Hold it, hold it, hold on, Amen. All right. So we need a mic. Let me get you one. Amen. So we can get an answer tonight. Amen. I want to know what you've learning because if you're here, learn not learn nothing. Something wrong, right? So tell me. Go ahead. <clears throat> learned a lot, but uh, one thing that comes to mind right now is uh, we need to uh, walk, see, walk in the Lord, uh, words. Uh, I walk. I have a word. Uh-huh. I have a word, worship. I, have I have a, worth. I have right? whatever. And uh, I have a worship. And I worship. Right. I worship. Amen. So being fathered by God, meaning that your life begins to look like your like the way Jesus wants it but not only that but in the way you live because you have a relationship with your father amen that's the reason why your life will look the way it does it's your work your worth your worship and all these things come as a result of your relationship with your father all right anybody else what have you learned so far in this series, it's easy to come to church and not learn anything. So here's the mic. Amen. Tell me what you've learned. We're going, to, we're going to do a little interacting tonight. Amen. We might as well, being that we have an intimate crowd tonight. You can sit, honey. My, my father on earth, um, I guess he's, he did all that he knew how to do. But um, now I know that I can call on my daddy in heaven and he can father me. He can father you. Amen. Praise God. All right. buddy else? Hey, Sister Rome, pass that mic to her right quick. Amen. 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 Well, I've learned that even though I didn't spend time with my father, that my uh, stepfather, he was there for us. But if he had have been in the word, as he, mm-hmm. we are learning now, I believe he would have been a much better parent to right. us. Right. So I've learned to forgive, forgive mm. those who didn't want to be the daddy, forgive those who tried to be the daddy, right. and love the one that was daddy. Amen. And know that God is my father. Praise God, Amen, Amen. Praise God, Amen. anybody else? Amen. All right, great, great. Amen. It's good to know that that even though your earthly father may not have lived up to the uh, get the mic for Sister Hunt right quick. Even though your, heavenly, your earthly father had not lived up to the standard that, you know, he should have lived up to, amen. Your heavenly father still, he was in control. Last week, we looked at Psalm 139, right? And we looked at that in depth on last week. And when I showed you that even before a word is on your mouth, God knows about it. See, God knows about us. He knows our attitudes, he knows our actions, he knows what we're thinking, he knows what you're thinking right now, right, and and so so this is why we have to understand that when we live our lives, we're living our lives in front of our Father all the time, amen, and so I told you last week, the comforting piece about Psalm 139 from last week is the fact that he knows everything, he formed us in our mother's womb. He created us the way he had. Listen, and so as a result of that, amen, you and I should understand that we do have a father that we can go to no matter how hard and difficult it is. Now, here's the thing. When you're facing difficult trials, when you're facing troubles, when you're facing stuff that you cannot make sense of, you got to know that your daddy knows all about it. And, and, and you have to run to him for the answers. Amen. Oftentimes, we try to take matters into our own hands, and guess what we do? We mess it up. Amen. All right. Sister Hunt. That's what I was going to say. When you, when you first started the series, you asked a question. If you could go back and, and say something to your father, what would it be? And I pondered that thought, and I pondered that thought, and I, was, I think I probably told you, I don't got nothing to say. He was like, you need to deal with that. You know, as, as, I, th- as I think about it, I'm saying, you know, yeah, he always said, yeah, I deal with that. But, I mean, you know, I, here's, what I do, here's what I have learned out of, this lesson, out of this message, and I wrote it down. Number one, that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and trying to be in search of a perfect father, that won't happen. But the perfect father that I do have is in heaven. Praise God. Amen. And I told you that if our dad was abusive, emotionally distant, physically absent, it may take a deliberate and perhaps even painful effort to sort through the misconceptions and learn to cling to the life-changing truths of the right kind of fathering modeled by God. In other words... If your relationship with your father was not what it was supposed what it what what not a healthy one, then your relationship with your father in heaven amen it may be there may be a strain on that relationship but here's the thing, the beauty of it, first of all, as a child of God, let's talk about that as a child of God, okay, first of all, what does it take to be a child of God that's the first thing first step we have to We have to get to before you can be fathered by God. You got to ask yourself, what makes you a child? Anybody know? Yeah. What makes you a child of God? By receiving Jesus Christ as your what? Lord and Savior. That's what makes you a child of God. And as a child of God now, You are baptized and placed into the body or into what I call the family of God, right? Now, I want to show you something tonight, all right? I'll show you something tonight. There are a lot of people that profess to know God. Go to Titus chapter 1 for me. Let's talk about this thing tonight. The last verse, verse 16. Titus chapter 1 verse 16 These were false teachers that were coming in at this particular time as Paul is writing to Titus and he was trying to tell that he was trying to show him that you can tell who's who based upon what they do all right. Listen, this 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 listen. It's a dangerous thing for us to go through this life and not really know if we're being fathered by God or if we're truly saved. Right? So look what it says here in Titus 1:16. They said, "They profess homologos." That word homologos means to acknowledge. To confess, just to speak or to agree. They profess to what? To know God, but by their deeds, they do what? So, remember what we said about your work, about your worth, about your worship, about your whatevers, about, you know, about all those W's I told you. Listen, about your walk. And here's the thing, if your works are not matching up with your walk, then the question is, who do you really belong to? See, because there are a lot of people that, listen, they know God, look what it says, but by their deeds, the word deeds there means their behavior. Not just your actions, not just your work, how you act. And as a result of that, what we have to really check in our lives is saying, you know, here's the thing. As a growing believer into a relationship with your father, here's the thing. You and I should be embarrassed when we go off, when we act indifferent. Because guess what? Because You know why we're acting indifferent? Because we can't get our way. And as a result of that, we're acting indifferent in front of our Father, and we say we know God, but guess what? By our deeds, we deny him. Are you with me? He says they profess to know God. There's a lot of people who say they know God, right? But yet their deeds, they deny him. This is it being what? Detestable and disobedient. Amen and worthless for any good deed. Now, I don't want to be that kind of child. I, I don't want to be that kind of child. And and the thing about it is, we have to look at how we live and ask ourselves the question, am I denying my father or am I really, really saved? Amen. Now, listen, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have some up times and down times and in between times, right? Doesn't mean that. But, but here's the thing. If there's an inconsistency in the way you behave, amen. If you're not godly, filled with the spirit of God, come on, somebody. Living in sanctification and live, and growing in your faith in God. Amen. The question is, is it by your deeds, your, by your deeds you deny him? Are you with me? And 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 if you go to um go to uh James chapter two. So I'm just showing you tonight what it means you know, to be a child of God, right? So, so by your deeds, you don't want to profess to know God and by your deeds, you deny him, okay? And, and, so, and so that's something that you really have to pay attention to. Pay attention that you say you know God, but then you're living for God. There's so many people living for so many things. I showed today in my class that we have so many idols, so many other gods that we serve. Amen. And, and listen, we're saying that we serve the Father, but listen, by our deeds, we deny our Father. By our behavior. Amen. Look what it says here in James chapter 2, verse 14. What does it say there? What use is it, my brethren? If, if someone says he has faith, but he has what? Now, listen, your works does not save you. Your works show what you believe. Your works show who you belong to. Are you with me? So it's not that, it's not that you have to work in order to prove something to somebody that, you, that, G, that God is your father. But here's the thing, if your life is not lining up with your, your words are not lined up with your works, and if you have faith without works and your actions are not lining up, then I'm suspect about who you belong to. Right. You see, one of the things I just discovered last night in our, in our Kirsten Counseling class, I said that we have these six S's, right, that we look at when we're, when we're, when we're counseling a person. Sin, salvation, sanctification uh, spiritual warfare stewardship and there's one more Uh, sin, salvation sanctification spiritual warfare stewardship and spiritual maturity but the last one we just added in is serving if you are of your father lineage, (laughs) if you belong to your father, then you will serve him. James says, you can't just say you have what? Faith, but you have what? No works. He says, can that faith what? Save him. Are you seeing this? He says, verse 15, if a brother or sister is without clothing, and in need of daily food. And the one of you says to him, go in peace. Be warm and be filled. And yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body. What use is it? See that? Isn't that what we do? We see people in need. Like, right, well, I'm going to pray for you. Look what it says in verse 17. Even so, faith, if it has no what? Works is what? Now, why am I going here tonight as it pertains to fathered by God? Because I want, to, want you to know that you have to ask yourself a question, do I really belong to my father? Amen. Look what he says. He says, but someone may well say you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works and I will show you my faith By my works. So in other words, what he's saying is I will show you who I am by what I do. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Boy, the Satan is real busy tonight. He's real busy tonight. But guess what? We're going to win this thing, y'all. Amen. Faith without works is dead. So if I say I belong to my father and I show no works, I I don't show myself serving him, then do I really belong to my father? Look at verse 19. You believe that God is what? One. Watch this. You do well because what? The demons also believe and shudder. You know what he's talking about there? Demonic faith. Do you know that demons know Jesus? They believe in him. <laughs> they say, he says, if you just believe and your works does not follow. In other words, I got saved, now I got to do something. I'm saved, now I'm serving God. I'm saved and I belong to my father, so I'm going to show that I belong to him By my works and by my faith, they're lining up together. And guess what? I'm offering my life as a living sacrifice unto him, and I'm giving him the best that I can while I have it. Look what he said. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith, come on, somebody, come on, somebody. See, here's what happens. We know God is our father, right? And so what we do is we take advantage of that relationship. So we believe that, you know, we can, we can go to him for whatever we need. Come on, somebody. When we're in trouble, when we're, listen, when we're in trouble, we're a church. Oh, we shot. come on, somebody. When we're in trouble, yeah, we're, we're front and center. We talked about that today, right? But from the moment the Lord bless us with a little piece of something, Listen, before you had anything, you were faithful. But now God trusts you and trusts you. Your daddy gave you a little something, something. Amen. He gave you a little something, something. Listen, everything you have comes from the hands of your father. Why do I say that? Let me give you another aspect of being fathered by God. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, and they that dwell in it. The Bible says he owes the cattle in a thousand hills. He owns everything, and he knows what to allocate to you. Why? Because he knows if he can really trust you. Do I have anybody? You paying attention, Faith? Pay attention now. I want you to take some notes. Amen. Get your pen. Take some notes. Amen. Look what he says. He says, faith without what? Works is what? Useless. What is it? It's what? It's useless. So here's the thing. You know what that word useless means? It's the word I'll go in the Greek. The word means, watch this, it's a powerful word. The word means, watch this, the word simply means to be idle. Amen. You know what it means? To be careless. You know what it also means? You ready for this? Faith without works, watch this, is lazy. Amen. So here's the thing: I belong to my father, but how I prove this relationship is by watch this by the things I do, by my deeds. I'm not working to be belong to him. I'm working. Watch this. Watch this. This is powerful. I'm working to validate, but I'm working, watch this, to bring glory to him. I'm working to prove that, listen, you know what? I know I just got off of work. I know I just put in 12, 15 hours at work. I know I'm trying to get to church. I know I'm here to serve. But I know that when I get here, the word of God will put me in the spin cycle. God's going to put me in permanent press. And he's going to wash me by the regenerating of the word of God. The Bible says when you come and hear a word, you're washed and you're renewed. By the word. God puts you in the, in the, in the, washers, in the washer, then he got to put you in the dryer, then he's going to put you out and fold you up. Amen. So isn't that amazing? Sometimes when you come to church, how, on your way to church, how you feel? But when you come in church and you get a word from your father, isn't it amazing how you feel different? is it amazing when you leave here, you're better than when you left? There's got to be something about it. There's got to be something real about it. But he says my faith without works is what? Useless. And here's the thing. And, and watch this. And watch this. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Let, 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 let's look at verse 21. Was not Abraham our father what? Justified by what? Work. Works? When he offered what Isaac his son on the altar? Watch this. What he's saying here, watch what he oh oh hold on a minute. Let me see. Was not Abraham what? Our father. Now, now let me just let me just link something up to you right quick. So 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 you don't have your earthly daddy. But when you accepted Christ, not only did you become part of the lineage, you, become, you became part of the lineage of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And Abraham is your father. All right. Because you're part of that lineage of Jesus. I wish I had somebody. So every promise That God made not only to Jesus, but every promise that God made to Abraham, guess what? You're part of that promise. Oh, I don't think you hear me. And so, what does he, so, and he gives us a physical illustration. Of what our father. Now we're part of Adam. We got a whole lot of daddies, y'all. <laughs> Amen. We're, we're part of Adam, and that's the sin nature, right? That's how we got our sin nature. That's how we got. That's how we became sinful, right? We became sinful. Our first daddy was Adam. It's our grandfather, right? That that that's how we got. That's how we became. That's well. Not, that's how, actually our daddy because we, get, we we came from his lineage, right? We are in Adam. We were in Adam, right? But by way of covenant, and by way of the new covenant, right? And by the way that God set it up, that He says He told Abraham, that Abraham, your descendants will be like the sea of the sand. Now, he was not just talking about, watch this, he was not just talking about the Israelites or the Jewish people. He was talking about those who accept Christ and come through the blood of Jesus. Watch this. We now become an heir of Abraham's promises. So we have lineage. We have a royal lineage now. Right? So while on earth, he says, even if you were born in a messed up situation, even if your father did not take care of you, even if your father abandoned you, you still have Abraham as your father. And you are part of that blessing because of Jesus. Does that make sense? We're connected now by faith. So he says, Abraham, watch this. So when God gave Abraham Isaac, right? God, y'all know the story? God told Abraham, Abraham, now I want you to take your son. Now, first of all, now see, you, th- you would think that God's like, like, like tantalizing or just, you know, antagonizing Abraham. First of all, he gave him the promise when he was 60. Right? He didn't get the baby till he was 100. Sarah got impatient and tried to help God, and that's where Ishmael came from. Right? Y'all know the story? Y'all in the Bible with me? All right? So watch this. So, so they couldn't wait for the promise of God. See, this is another lesson here. That we have to trust God by faith and wait on Him, and that whatever God promises, He will deliver it at His time. You're trying to get things now, and God is saying, "Listen, you got to wait." You know why God wanted him to wait? Because God was preparing him for what He was going to bless him with. Amen. So, so watch. This. So they had that baby. Which caused that child has caused a whole lot of problems. That's a child of the flesh. They waited till they were hundred years old. Sarah had a baby at hundred. Stuff was still working at a hundred, y'all. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> heard stuff was still working, honey. Amen. Stuff was still, stuff was still functioning well. Amen. It had to be God. Abraham was still making things happen. (laughs) Amen. And so, stuff was working out. God allowed them to have this baby at 100. Right? Now watch this. After they had the baby, God says, Abraham, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your son. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We've been waiting 40 long years for this child to come our way. And now, that, that seems to me. You know, our father is, his ways are not our ways. And, and sometimes we're trying to figure out what's going on in our lives. And sometimes things seem so complex and it seems, you know, it seems so, you know, like, man, why is this happening to me? But can you imagine being in Abraham's shoes that day? Abraham, God gave him the son that he'd been looking for, waiting for. And then God says to him, Abraham, bring me that son, your only son, and I want you to sacrifice him. Now, I don't know about you, but that, that, that seems like something hard to do in the flesh. But when you are, listen to me real good. When you are a child of God and you know that you've been fathered by God, watch this. You understand Number one, that the child wasn't yours. That child ain't yours. You may be rocking that child right now saying, no, that's my baby." That ain't your child. You've been given a stewardship over that child. God gave you that child. You had nothing to do with the creation of that child. I said last week, in your, in your womb, God did that. And if God says, give it back to me, you have to have a level of faith, but also you have to know something about your father to know, watch this, that you can trust him no matter how difficult, watch this, the request is. So in the natural, you know, it says Abraham, watch this, was not Abraham just, see, what Abraham was doing was fulfilling, watch this, the command, but he was being justified by works, by his works. Now, you know what justified means, right? Declared what? Free. So by his works, watch this, he declared that he truly believed in God. Now, let me ask you this. You've been saved, you've accepted Christ. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Okay, now let me ask you something. What have you sacrificed to show that you truly belong? To him, because by your deeds, come on somebody, you will prove, and by your works, you prove you're not working for salvation, but you're showing by your works who you really trust. Right. Abraham had to take his son and offered him on the altar, right? And, and, and I say this to you, I believe it's one of the most difficult things he've ever had to do But he he understood that it was not his child. But God wanted to see, did he have the faith to believe me? Watch this. That when he get there, when he got there, that God would provide a substitute. And that's exactly what God did when they got up there to that mountain. And Jesus said, Dad, now, hold on now. You, you got everything. We got the wood. We got the fire. Hold on, man. Something wrong here. You know why he knew something was wrong? Because they brought him up learning how to worship God, how to sacrifice. So that's why he knew when he walked into the worship setting in the, at the altar, he knew something was missing. That's why he felt, that's why he was like, hold on, now, something wrong here now, y'all, hold on, whoa. (laughs) And Abraham took his son, now watch this, by his what? By his works, by faith, he said, it hurt him, but he had to tie that child down to the wood. And when he got up with the knife and he was getting ready to put the knife into his son, God called his name Abraham. The question to see what happens to us is we won't go that far with God. But we want to be fathered by Him. Our works show. Listen, and that goes, watch it. Let me say, let me say this. We do it in our finances. God can have everything of ours but our money. He can have everything else. And we prove it in in the way that we give, and the way we serve, but where your treasure is, there's your heart. If you're just giving God a donation, it's a sin. (laughs) I wish I had somebody. And by our works, we show who our daddy... Now, I'm not saying that you're not saved if you're not giving. I'm just saying to you that that's an area of faith that you have, to, you have to work on. You have to work on that area of your life. You have to show, by, you got to do it by faith and trust and believe and be honest with God. God knows, listen, some of us are just living purely on grace. Purely on grace. And, and I'm not talking about like good grace, I'm talking about like limited grace. Okay, wait, you just got enough. But, 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 But I want you to be like Abraham. I want you to take that thing and bring it to the altar and sacrifice whatever it is and say, God, it belongs to you anyways. And by my deeds, I will prove, God, that I belong to you, God. Is that powerful? Watch Abraham. Watch Abraham. Watch this here. It says, you see that faith was what? Working with his what? You see that? Faith was working along with his what? Works. Listen. What is faith? The evidence of things hoped for but yet not seen. And if I don't have just a little bit of faith with my works, it can't help me. And, but it proves that I'm self-reliant. Now, now watch this. Abraham, he, the Bible says it was his works but it was his faith that was pushing him. Sometimes we don't hear from God. Sometimes you're asking for things and you're, you're trying to sort things through and you're tired of living from paycheck to paycheck and you're try, tired of being broke all the time and you're, try, you're trying to live a better life and you're saying, Daddy, what's going on? And Daddy's saying, listen, you're doing a lot of works, but you're not doing it by faith. When you give to me, you give wondering, man, what, what am I going to do next week? What am I gonna, how am I going to take care of business? And some of us, we haven't truly given to our true potential. Listen, if you give and you're comfortable, then is that really faith? <laughs> see, but see, by my works, I prove who I belong to. By my faith, I prove who I belong to. But he says, watch this. He says, you see, that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was what? Perfected. Verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed who? God. And it was reckoned to him as what? As what? So, so watch this. I'm not saying, I remember it's a different dispensation. Your works does not justify you, nor does it make you righteous. Okay? But here's the thing. It's Jesus that does all that now. But by your works and by your faith, now, it brings you closer to that. It brings you closer to God. And, and here's the thing. It makes you not just a child of God, Whoa. but also a what? Read it for me. A what? A friend of God. I don't think you hear me. May I say this to you? By our works, we can deny him if we have no faith with it. This is why people have a hard time coming to church. They have a hard time serving God. They won't serve God because they don't have any faith. And by their works, they keep denying him. By their works, they don't prove that they really belong to him. But when you've been touched by Jesus and when your life has been transformed, right, You want to work for Him. You want to serve Him. But here's the thing your works is just part of your faith. And your faith is just part of your works. Because here's the thing you could say, Oh, I got faith, but you don't do nothing. (laughs) You see? And being a child of God, the only way that you can be a child of God and a friend of God is if you have faith. But watch this. Not dead faith. Not demonic faith. But watch this. But true faith. Watch this. You see that a man is is justified by works and not what? Faith alone. And then he goes on to give us somebody else. The same was not with Rahab, the what? The harlot. Now y'all know about Rahab. Rahab was in the city of Jericho. And and when when the spies came in, she hid them by faith. See what I'm trying to say? What I'm trying to say is if you're a child of God, the things you do will reflect that. Your actions reflect it. And then when you do stuff as a child of God, every child of God I know. And when I read Hebrews 11 in the Hall of Faith, every child. God that, that every person that got put into the hall of faith they did something they had nothing they didn't have much but what they did have they had faith accompanied by what? Works remember we're not working to be saved we're not working for salvation but our deeds show that we have faith and our faith shows amen that we believe God, and that, and here's the thing, and that not only that, but here's the thing, that you're a child of God. Watch this, Rahab, the harlot, also justified by works when she received the messenger and send him out another way. Look what he says. He says, just as the body, I, I've been reading this scripture. Just as the body without the spirit is what? Dead. So also what? Faith. I don't know why the Lord had me here tonight, but I hope you're listening. I'm proving that I'm being fathered by God by my faith and by my works. I can't just read the Bible and not do it. I can't come to church every week and hear a word of hear the word of God and not walk out and apply it. See, he says, so just as the body without a spirit is dead, so not only is there uh, dead faith—I'm sorry, demonic faith—but <laughs> there's also dead faith. He says right here, he says, for just as the body is with, without the spirit is dead, so also faith. Without what? Works. That word ergoin. Now, now let, me say, let me tell you what the word ergoin means. It means works. Right? Like, like working. But here's what it also means. Your behavior. I'm going to say it one more time. The word ergoin means your behavior. I find that to be pretty interesting. That my faith changes my behavior. You see what I'm saying? Because faith without what? work. So my faith and my behavior are linked together. Amen, that's deep to me. You see what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. Abraham had to make that decision. Rahab had to make that decision. That, hey, listen, we're going to please God. I'm going to please God. You know what? Listen, God, I, you don't have to tell me twice. The Lord, God didn't have to tell Abraham twice to take a... Listen, how many times God has spoken to us through his word, impressed about our hearts, to do something, and we hesitate. Hmm? How many times has that happened? But not only that, but see, here's the thing. In order for you, go, go to Hebrews 11 for me. In order for you to truly, 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 please God. He says, he says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Right? He says, for by it men of old gain what? Approval. Are you seeing that? By faith, we understand what? That, that the world the worlds were prepared and by the word of God so that what is seen was made, was not made out of things which are what? Visible. Right? And, and it goes on to talk about that, about all these different people, right? But I want to skip over real quick to verse 6. Because I, I don't want to have to go, I don't want to go over that. I want to move on here. Watch this. Verse 6, and without faith, this is the key thing right here. Everyone that you read in Hebrews 11, I wish you would read that. Read Hebrews 11 tonight. Right? Read that for your own, for your own enjoyment, but you'll find out that as you read Hebrews 11, you'll see it's called the hall of faith. And here's the one thing I want to encourage you with about the hall of faith. Every one of them that had faith, it was accompanied by their what? Works. In other words, they did something about what they believed. Right? And so as a child of God, he says here, verse 6, and without faith, It is what? It is what? You see, faith perceives things that are invisible because they are visible to God. (laughs) Oh, I wish I had somebody. They are visible to God, right? Watch this. He says, without it, though. You know why some of our relationships with God is all jacked up? Why we can't be fathered by him properly? Why we won't do what he tells us to do, submit to him walk in lordship and let him rule our lives and we're inconsistent with him because we have no faith. Now, if I were to tell you your father gives you everything. He gives you air to breathe every day. He gives you a roof over your head. He's given you a reasonable portion of health and strength up to this point in your life? If I were to tell you that the only thing that he really requires from you to please him is faith, would you do it? And I'm not just talking about faith for the things that you want in life. I'm talking about faith that pleases him. The things that I have, does God benefit from them? Hmm. Does he get anything from me? He says, without faith, it's impossible to what? To please him. Watch what he says. For he who comes to God (laughs) must do what? Must believe that he what? He is. And that he is a rewarder of those who what? Now, let, me, let, me, let me put a point right here. How bad do you want this relationship with him? Listen, I know you've had many relationships and things like that. But how bad do you want this relationship to work? How bad do you want it? I know you may have had a jacked up relationship with your daddy, but listen. Your heavenly father wants a relationship with you. And what he's saying is the way you do that is by faith. And when you possess that faith, remember this, this is what pleases me. Why wouldn't I want to do what pleases my Father? Is it because I have resentment for my earthly father? <laughs> is it because I, you know, I, I, don't really, I don't really understand the relationship? He says all is required for this relationship on your part is what? Faith. <laughs> That's pretty heavy to me. Go to, go to Matthew for me. Chapter Twelve. Okay, I'm gonna pause here. Any questions or comments so far? Let me let me give you an opportunity because y'all looking real deep, real deep, real deep. All right. Hmm? That's it. Now you got to do something about the faith you have. See, a lot of us will say, oh, well, you know, I'm doing God a favor. You know, you're not doing God any favors. Listen, if you're truly saved, your works is your actions, your behavior, your, you know, the things you do, your deeds. I understand it It, it also means ergo. It means work, but it also means along with you working, God is changing you. And, and the perfect example is, Abraham didn't sit back and say, well, well let me see here. Let me, let me, let me, let me, hold on a minute. Let me, Ah, uh. Abraham, yes, Lord, go sacrifice that boy. Okay. He didn't sit back and say, you know what, let me, I don't think I'm going to do that today. I think I'm going to wait till tomorrow. No, he didn't do that. He didn't sit back and, and, and contemplate it. He just did it. Right, he didn't say, well, that ain't God. God ain't telling me to sacrifice my baby. But what God is trying to say to you, that ain't your baby. But what Abraham understood was, this ain't mine. You see, you see that's, the, that's the defying factor in the relationship between Abraham and God in that situation. He understood Obviously, daddy knows best. So if dad knows best, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to please him by having faith. I wish I had somebody. Look at at this. I want to show you how Jesus changed the relationship. All right? How, How the relationships were changed. And I'm talking about being fathered by God, but understand that no other relationship can be as fulfilling for to know God, that's the Roman numeral two, as father is to know life as he intended it to be. But here's the one I want to show you something here. Look at this. It says, while he was still speaking, right, the crowd... Matthew 12, 46, while he was still speaking to the crowds, behold, here it is. Now, this is his earthly mother, his mother, and what? Brothers. Now, now here's the thing. Now, none of them believed in him. We established that on Sunday. See, see, this is the thing that you got to understand about being fathered by God. Uh, the people here on earth sometimes, they're a little different. And we got brothers and sisters in heaven. But I want to say this to you family can be a trip. And this is why the family dynamic is what I'm talking about here because here's the thing, right? People believe that just because you have a status that you ought to get special treatment. So look what happened. His mother and his brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. First of all, how come you couldn't speak to him at home? He'd been there all his time. What are you trying to prove? What are you trying to do, right? Verse 47. Someone said to him, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But watch what Jesus did. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother And who who are my brothers? And look what he did. And stretching out his hand towards his disciples. I don't think you hear me. He said, Behold, my what? Brothers. I'm sorry, my mother and my brothers. Now look at verse 50. For whoever, this is what I've been trying to talk about all night long. For whoever, come on somebody, come on somebody. Whoever what? Does the will of what? Of who? Whoever does the what? the will, faith would works. They wanted access to him. But there were people who knew how important he was. And guess what? They were standing, they were sitting at his feet. And what he was saying is, the people who follow me, that's my true brother, mother and brothers. look what he says. Watch what he says now. Watch what he says. Now he's not disrespecting his mama. He's not doing none of that but what he's saying, mama, the most important thing in your life is to see me as your savior, not your son. And at that point, she wasn't yet. Yeah. So guess what? And the brothers definitely wasn't saved so guess what? Hmm. He was saying the most important relationship You could ever have is the father, is a relationship with your father in heaven. That's why he said right here, he said, listen, we should treat our church members more important. Our brothers and sisters, why? You know why? Because they're willing to do the will of the father. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said, for whoever does the will of the father, will of my father who is in heaven, he is my what? My brother? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh, 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 he added sister. And sister and what? Mother. You know what he's saying? If you're not doing the will of God, you don't belong to me. We, we, we have no connection. And what I'm trying to say to you tonight is that if you're not doing the will of the Father, do you really belong to him? And, and listen, this seems harsh, but it's a harsher reality to wake up in hell. Woo! It's a harsher reality to wake up one day and say, No, that you're not in heaven. And rather than Jesus appealing, watch this, to their earthly desire, he was trying to tell them, Listen, you should have been here at my feet also, hearing the word. Getting to know your Father who's in heaven. Doing the will of your Father. See, watch this. Go to to Mark 3. Mark gives us a different look at it. This is what's called the synoptic gospel. Go to verse 31. Mark chapter 3, verse 31. See, the arrival of the kingdom of God changes the human relationship. Those who oppose it progress, whether mothers or brothers must be left behind. Those in the kingdom become a person closest, becomes a close associate of Jesus. He's saying that, listen, I love y'all. But y'all not in the will of God. Y'all not in the will of my Father. And in order for you to be in the will of the Father, you have to go, come where I am. See, you have to sit at my feet. That's Jesus. Now watch what he says. Then his mother and his father, his mother and his brothers arrived, and standing outside, they sent word to him and called him. And the crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, "Behold, your mother and your brothers outside looking for you, boy." Answering him, answering them, he said, who are my mother and my brothers? Looking about at those who were sitting around him, he said, behold, what? My mother and what? I'm trying to t- show you something about being in the, in the family of God. That's all I'm trying to show you. For whosoever does the what? Does the what? The will of God. Notice what it said in Matthew, right? Whosoever, what, does the will of God, he is, what, my brother and sister and mother. Go to Luke chapter 8 now. I just want to show you something. Luke chapter 8, verse 19, and I'm going to stop right here. And his mother and brother came to him, and they were not able to get to him. You see how different writers give you a different scene? And they, they, you know, they write it a little, it's called the synoptic gospel, right? Look, it says, and his mother and his brother came to him and they were unable to get to him because of the crowd. And it was reported to him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you. But he answered and said, what did he say? To them, my brother, my brothers, Watch this. This is the part I want to show you here. My mother and my brothers are these who what? There it is. There it is. Who hear the word of God. And what? That's all I've been trying to say all night. To hear the word and do the word is to do the will of God. And that's all God wants from you. God wants you and I, if we're going to be fathered by him. Listen, Jesus understood the most important relationship. Those people that were sitting at his feet, they left something behind. You know what they left? You know what Jesus also said? No one who wishes to turn back, amen, is fit for the kingdom of heaven. And what Jesus is saying, yeah, you're going to have to give up some stuff. If you read the book, you'll find out that everybody got died some kind of way. So this is not a pretty journey. But you being a child of God must understand that you've got to do the will of God. And when every week when you come here to hear the word, here's the thing, you prove that you're a child of God. When you step out these doors and what? And do it. Because faith without works is what? Dead. Alright? It has no use to you. And we prove that we are a child of God when we do the will of God. Now, you know, Jesus was saying, listen, now, mama, if you wanted to get here, you should have got here first. You really should have been here first. And, and, and so that you can get the word, so you can hear the word. Now, watch this. Watch this. When he says, I love how, how Luke puts it. He says, these who what? Hear the word. Now, watch this. Now I'm, gone. I'm done. I promise you I'm done. Faith comes by what? And hearing by what? That's how you get faith. That's how you get stronger. That's how you build on this relationship with your Father. Amen? Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise tonight.